Hey, easy boy. I got this. I got this. I got this. Amen. I got this. Amen. Amen. Gosh, isn't that great? I love that song. Actually, I grew up hearing that song because I was raised in church, and so I always hear that song, amen. And so I don't know where I got the message on amen, but I just heard the song, and, and God, you know, when God gives you a message, he just like, boom, he just starts giving you the points. And I said, oh, that's a good point. Oh, I like that point. And so I asked uh, Jasmine and Anthony, hey, can you guys sing this song? And they were like, oh, I don't know. But I thought they did a wonderful job, amen? Yeah. Amen. It's really beautiful. Thank you so much. Uh, they took a lot of time to, to practice and, you know, just to sing this song and minister, amen? Uh, but before we begin, uh, why don't we all stand? What is it? Pastor can't find his Bible. Let me put this on, amen. How many are ready for Mother's Day? How many are enjoying their time so far? I know my daughter, I didn't expect that for my daughter and my son-in-law. Uh, to to do that, and I, I sat there, and I said, oh, please don't let me cry. Oh, my God, all I need is all my makeup coming down here, <laughs> and uh, I wouldn't be any good back here, I'll tell you that, behind the pulpit, but I thank God for giving me this opportunity, and, and to uh, me, I, you know, it's like just to preach the Word of God behind this pulpit, that's like, it's, it's an awesome, awesome uh, opportunity, but just to, that the Lord even lets me back here, you know? Because a lot of times, I just like to sit there and, but you know, your pastor, he likes to encourage us, right? Yeah. He encourages and pushes us that we also could be preachers of the Word of God and teachers, amen? And so, that's why I'm thankful for him, because he always believes in, in that we can do everything. Nothing's hard. He used to tell me, nothing's hard in this world. Nothing. And I said, oh, I don't know nothing about science. He said, that, even science is not hard. Once you learn it, it's easy. And really, if you think about it, anything that you learn, isn't it become easier? Yeah. It does. So I thank, thank God for a man that he gave me that would encourage and push me. The power of the amen. Let's turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 3. And my husband spoke about Pastor Steve, but I remember he used to come up here behind the pulpit and he would say, turn your Bibles to, you know, whatever. And he said, I love the sound of the Bibles, like you skim, like you're moving the pages. He used to love that sound, right, Loma? And it's like, so I purposely make mine louder so you can, <laughs> so you can hear the, it, uh, the sound that I am looking for, the Word of God. But uh, yeah, Pastor Steve and, and Sister Josie uh, uh, were a tremendous part of our, our walk with the Lord. And, and 
building that foundation for us, no matter what storms we go through. I remember you used to talk about the storms, and now I understand. No matter what storms you go through, you know what? You know that there's always a light at the end of the tunnel, and I always wait for that light, and I always tell my disciples, it's only a what? Season. It's only a season, and you're going to come right out of it. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20, it reads like this. Now to him by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask or imagine. Imagine, that's, that's a powerful word right there. And 21, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus, to who? All generations, my translation says, to all generations. So that means it's your kids, their kids, their kids' kids, their kids' 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 kids. Amen. Imagine that? And I read that, I said, wow, isn't that awesome? And then if you turn your, your Bible to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, maybe we should put the, the, on our phones that, you know how you can hear the key? Yeah, you, go, you can hear the keys going to get into your, your word, amen? 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20, it reads like this. For in him, every one of God's promises is a what? Yes. Everybody say yes. Yes. For this reason, it is through him that we say the what? Amen. Amen. Amen to the glory of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, we ask that you just... Move me aside and allow your spirit to move through me and in me to give out your word in a way, in a manner that all the hearers that are standing in your presence, that they would understand and, and comprehend. But not only that, ingest your word into their spirit. And I pray for all the moms that are here, oh God, that you would bless them tremendously. Bless them and may this be a day that they will be honored for all that they do. And Lord, I pray that I ask you, Lord Jesus, that my mom and my mother-in-law are up there with you. Can you please just tell them, I love them and I miss them. I love and I miss them. And forever grateful for what both of them had taught me to be this woman today. In the name of Jesus, I say amen. 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 Everybody say amen. amen. I, I always tell myself, Jesus, don't let me cry up there. Strengthen my heart and, and hold back the tears. And here I go. But amen. You may be seated. I was, speak, I was praying about my mom and uh, my mother-in-law. And both of them had impacted my life and taught me so much that when, as, as I look back and think of, about my mom, I look at how she, one, she had 12 kids. And I was like, Mom, how could you have 12 kids? And I remember Vanessa, when she was uh, close to birthing uh, Aaliyah, 
And I was looking at her, and I said, yeah, your stomach don't look down yet. And you know, she goes, yeah, yeah. I mean, she always saying, yeah, she's ready. And I'm always saying, nah, I don't think so. But one of the things I told her, when you're in labor, my mom had 12 kids. When, when she was in labor, she would just clean the house. And my, my dad would be there, uh, you know, checking up on her and timing her, her labor pains. And I, was, I always remember her cleaning and sweeping and mopping. But all of a sudden, when she'd have a, a, a contraction, she would just bend down like this. I didn't hear a noise from her. I didn't hear a grunt from her. And I was like, man, mom. I'm thinking about back then, I said, how did my mom do that? 12 kids. And all she did was bend down, wait for it to pass, and she got up and went back to mopping or sweeping or whatever she was doing. And I was like telling Vanessa, and she goes, I'll try. <laughs> and I was saying, I know, Vanessa. I tried, and I, I, I asked for that epidural shot. <laughs> I, it didn't work for me. <laughs> I just wasn't that, that kind of a baby maker. But my mom, boy, she, would, she was a strong woman. And living in West Oakland, right, I remember, because we lived on the, the top flat of this building, like an apartment, but we, lived, we took the whole flat. I was 12 kids and my parents and a dog, and a dog that raised uh, four kittens. And uh, yeah, our dog raised four kittens that was abandoned. But we lived up there, and I remember so distinctly that we would look out the window and there were, back then we called them hobos. Does anybody remember that word, hobos? But, you know, really they were homeless. And back then, you know, we would look down, and my mom would look out there, and she would go and feed them. She would give them whatever we had. She would go out there and, or send my brothers, give them this and give them that. And that stuck in my mind, even to this day. And, and another thing I remember about my mom is she was a fighter. My mom was a fighter. My parents loved going to roller derby, right? Who knows what roller derby is? Not very many, huh? <laughs> well, I think it's still around. But roller derby, they skate and they, they box and they hit each other off the rink and all this stuff. Well, my parents, when they took us, if anybody said anything disrespectful or rude or, or talk bad or try to fight somebody, my mom was in the mix. I remember one time this, these, uh, peop these people were, were messing with this uh, man and his wife and they were just walking all by themselves, minding their business because you know, the team won and they were happy. But the other people were mad, just like how it is today. If someone loses, they get all upset. But back then it wasn't as crazy. But anyway, my mom was, you, you be quiet, and, and she, my mom never cussed. She didn't even know how to say a bad word. Uh, never. The only bad word that she thought was bad when she got mad at somebody said, you fool. That was her bad word. You fool. <laughs> and I remember as a little girl seeing my mom always butting in and, and trying to uh, fight, but not to fight to pick on, but to fight for the underdog, to fight for those that are, are being mistreated. And so one of those things that I learned from that is like, she liked helping people. I love helping people. I gave my life to helping people. You know, I'll do whatever I can. 
if I can't do it, and then you got to talk to your pastor. <laughs> but you know, I love helping people. But also, I, I, I'm a fighter, like my mom. I will fight for those who, who uh, are being mistreated or an injustice occurs. And I fight like that. Not that I'm a fighter, but I, I will fight for the, what is right. And then my mother-in-law, you know, at first she did not like me. Right, Loma? She did not like me. Why? Because her baby, he's the baby of the family. I wasn't good enough for his ba her baby, right? But eventually, after we got married, and, and my husband said, oh, this is, this is going to be my wife, and the, so forth and so forth, she ended up loving me. Right, Loma? I mean, I, she loved me so much, she even gave me their, her ring. See this ring on the camera? She gave me this ring that was hers uh, when she got married with uh, his dad. And, and I look at that and, and it was like, I don't think any of your sisters liked that, you know. <laughs> I don't think they did. But uh, amen, I'm the one that has it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> praise the Lord, amen. But my mother-in-law, one of the things I learned from her is that she always fought for what was best, was best. She never settled for anything less. I remember buying my kids' uh, uh, shoes from um, Payless. There's nothing wrong with that if you go, but, but to her, no, you gotta buy shoes at Macy's. I said, uh, Mom, I can't afford Macy clothes or shoes. Oh, no, no, no. And she would give me a reason, and it was good reasons why you need to buy expensive shoes. For one, you're always on your feet. That's what she told me. You're always on your feet, so always wear the best, even for your kids. And I said, Mom, they're fine with uh, Walmart shoes. Or we didn't even have Walmart. It was Swans, or I don't know when we, what shoes or what store was back then. But she would go, No, and she would go out of her way and buy them expensive shoes, right, Loma? And I would look at them shoes and I said, God, I could pay a bill with that. <laughs> Maybe I should tell her, Hey, instead of that, can you pay this? No. But she would get mad, but she always aimed for the best. She never wanted the less. But she was a strong woman. And one of the things that she also learned was pursue your dreams. I mean, I know they always imparted my husband. Go to your education, right? And, and do and, and go higher than your education. I mean, they always instill that in him. And so with that in mind, I said, you know what? I could, I could go for the best. Maybe not in clothes and shoes, but the best that I can give. And not only that, but pursue my dreams. You know, I dreamt many years ago in Hayward that, you know what, God, I want to take a city. And that's why he always says this. They always say he was chicken, right? That story. You have, who heard of that? And he says, I, t I called him a, a chicken, all right? Well, anyway, it's true. I just like, it is true. But, but this is the reason why. Because in my heart of heart, I love helping people. I wanted to do more for God. And I know that I said, you know, God, we could take a city. 
I, I, everybody else was being sent out, right, Loma? And he was still there being the AP. And I said, I want to start a church. I want to be able to reach a city and take it for the honor and glory of God. And I remember, like, I was feeling unsettled. And I would look at my husband, and I would just kind of like, wouldn't you want to go out and, and take a city? He goes, no, I, you know, I like helping Pastor Steve. At first he kept saying that. And I say, I do too, yeah, yeah. So I'm always trying to convince myself, you know, that, yeah, but I just didn't feel settled. I said, no, I know we can do this. So then I thought, well, maybe Pastor Steve, is he smiling today? Yeah, he is. I say, because some of you that aren't here, I always felt like he was uh, like mad at me in his picture right here. <laughs> like he was like not happy, but he's been happy now. But then I thought, well, maybe Pastor Steve and Josie don't think we can. See that, the, that, how the enemy lied to you? And so then I, one day I said, well, maybe it's him. I said, how come you don't want to go out? He goes, because God didn't tell me. And I said, well, how do you know if he didn't? No, I felt like Eve. Well, how do you know, you know? But then that's when I got in the flesh, and I said, well, are you chicken? Are you scared? <laughs> Remember I said that? And he just looked at me. He just, you know, back then he wore glasses, right? And his eyes looked like they were penetrating inside my soul. Like, he had that look, like, it scared me. And he just looked at me for that many long time. And I'm thinking, like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. But he kept staring at me, and then he goes, and he just walked away. Didn't say one word. But that did something, huh? No? Yeah, well, we're here anyway. But anyway. <laughs> but one of my things is that Looking at my, my mom and looking at my mother-in-law and, and what I learned from them is that, you know, they made me the woman I am today. You know, I, I could say I, I, I would fight for the cause for Jesus, right? And um, I love to help people. And my mother-in-law, never settle for less. Always do your best. So that's where I'm at. And to me, I pray that... Um, as moms that are here in church that are saved, that you would leave something for your children to always remember you by, but the good things, amen? On that scripture, 2 Corinthians 1.20, this is the one I really want to hold on to because it's a promise from God. For in him, every one of God's promises is a yes, not maybe. No, I, or maybe he changed his mind. God doesn't do that. When he gives you a promise, it's always yes. And for this reason, it's through him that we say the amen. Amen. And that's what I want to talk about, the amen. Some people go, amen. I go, amen. Amen, right? But I hear some people go, ah, oh, man. And I go, ah, oh, oh, who, what? I go, ah, oh, man. Anyway, amen. But
But anything, one of my pet peeves before I get into the message, I have, a, I have two pet peeves that I'm going to share with you. One of my pet peeves is sons, if you're a son out there, who somehow think they must honor the mother of their children above their mother. That's sad. To me, it's like, wait a minute. You can honor your wife being the, your, she's the mother of your children, but it's your job to teach your children when they get older to do that. Your mother is the one who carried you for how many months? She's the one that went through the labor to have you. Right? Us mothers went through so much that we were there for you, to change you, to feed you, to nurture you, to do all these things. And yet when it's Mother's Day, oh, Mom, here's your flower. I got to run. I got to go. Uh, we're going to go out to eat with your ba your, the mother of your, your babies, your whatever. But that's one of my pet peeves. It's like your mother is the one that you're supposed to honor. She gave so much for you. And I pray, sons that are out there, honor your mother, spend time with her. In fact, when you go and see your mom, cook her dinner, do something. Sit there, watch a movie with her. She'll love it. She'll just love just having you there, amen. And so the power of the amen. See, we look at a mother's passion and drive for her children, right? Because us moms, we want the best for our children. Don't we want to see them excel in all that they do? When they do something great in school, we're like, wow, great. I know what little Caristola, was she learning how to read and she writes. And this little girl, like, what was it today? Oh, she, she looks at Kids YouTube, not YouTube. It's called Kids YouTube. It's very safe for her to be on. But this little girl learned so much from those YouTube. She showed me, Grandma, when you put your blush on, you got to go like this. <laughs> and I said, really? I didn't know that. She goes, yes, Grandma, go like this. So now I go, so, and that's one thing. And she was telling me about the avocado, huh? How to peel the avocado. But today, um, I was fixing my hair, and I don't know if she, she saw me, but I was going like this. Because you know, you get older, you get to. So I was just going like this, patting it, thinking it'll stay up when I hit it, but it doesn't. I don't know. But it was just me, and she looked at me, she said, Grandma, that's not how you do that. And I said, do what? what? She goes, I saw on YouTube this lady, and she opened her mouth, she put her head, and, she, and I said, really, Crystal? She goes, yeah, you go, and then you, you exercise that neck, and it'll help this. And I said, oh my gosh, these kids nowadays, huh? But you know, when I look at her, I, I, I'm just so amazed, and I'm so proud of her, that she's learning and, and soaking in only the good things in life. And so I was, to me, it's like, as moms, I think we all want that and for our children, right? Yeah. Oh, is it me? Come on, mom. How many moms are out there? Yeah. 
Amen. There you go, the amen. And I wanted to share this with you that at one point in my past chapters in life, how many know that our, we have chapters in our lives? Yeah. Right? Okay, I'm in my 60 chapter, 50, 50 chapters, huh, Loma? We're down there. That all my kids at one point were all saved. They were all serving the Lord. They were doing ministry. They were doing it up, right, Loma? And I remember people would always come up to me and say, oh, aren't you, I, I bet you you're so blessed that all your kids are serving God. All of all my friends would always come up to me and say, God, I bet you you're so blessed. And then they would tell me their stories about this son or this daughter that's not serving God. And, and I, I remember just, in me, I'm listening to them, but in me, I'm praying. I say, Lord, please keep my children. Yes. Keep my children. Just, so I would pray like a hedge and shield of protection around them. Because it's not always a guarantee that they were going to stay saved. So I used to hate when they would always tell me that. And I said, oh, please don't say that. I don't know why. But I, I just felt like that. But unfortunately, a few of them strayed away. They all went away from God. And, and, and how many know moms, us that are saved, it's just it's like, it's like uh, the end of the world. I felt like it was the end of the world. No, please. And I, I would go after and chase them and chase them. And it, I was watching this uh, it's a TV series, uh, series on uh, stargazers. The, the, the white queen, it sounds racist, but it's not. I don't know, it's just called the white queen. <laughs> I don't know why they call it, oh, it's the flower. Yeah, it's the flower. And this is it's like a history uh, series on the kings of England. Very, I mean, it's the history of them, but what they did is they made it into like a, what do you call it, series? But it's like a movie, I mean, it, it caught my attention. And it was so, like, amazing about the kings and the queens and their kids and their, uh, I mean, it's like they all killed each other just to be the king, basically. And that was over there. But one of the ones, characters in, in this uh, history documentary, she's real, uh, her name was Margaret uh, Tudor. Am I correct, Loma? He, he's so good at history that I have to tell him, like, okay, now who's this again? Because they're all named Elizabeth. They're all named Henry. They're all come down to name Richard. Edwards. I mean, it's like they passed down their names, like, for centuries, centuries. I mean, this, so Margaret, I don't, she's, I think, in the 1400s. But anyway, Margaret, she had a son from King Richard. And her son, Henry, was, was, ended up being the only one left in line to become king of the throne of Lancaster, England. Okay. Now, one of the things I noticed about Margaret and you can read on her history. She was a praying woman. This woman prayed all the time. She kept praying, God, make my son king. 
because other people came in and became king. So her son was just left. But she kept praying and praying, and she would just stay in front of the candles. I think it was Catholic. She would just be there praying on the candles, and and the only thing she always did is this. God, give me a sign, right? God, give me a sign. Like she really believed wholeheartedly that her son was going to be king, despite everything, despite how everything looked, her son was going to be king. And so what happened here is that eventually her son did become king, King Henry, who married, ended up marrying Lizzie, Elizabeth. And this, this line of, uh, of, of families is like, here she's a praying woman, and the woman that her son married, they were into witchcraft. Witchcraft. And I was like, whoa, good and evil. But even she was like some Christians today, I don't want to say, but some of her motives weren't right. Now I looked at her, and Margaret had such a passion and a zeal to make sure her son became king. And I wonder here today, moms, how much passion and zeal do you have praying for your children, saved and the unsaved? Because I really believe even those that are saved, you still got to pray for them. Amen? Because you don't know what the enemy's up to. Can I get an amen? Amen. All right. How many times do we say amen without knowing what it means? Or maybe we just use the word lightly, right? Amen. I know I do. I go, amen. You know, because, you know, it helps the speaker. Say amen. Everybody say amen. Amen. Oh, I just want to make sure you're with me. Now, that word amen is a Hebrew word meaning so it is or let it be. And it's derived from a verb meaning to be firm or sure. So why? Because you are firm and sure that what the word of God is saying will be so. So when we say amen, it's like amen for whatever is being spoken. And it's going to be an amen for our children. I want you right now, before I get into the amens, everyone just bow your head and, and for those who are parents and you're single, just lay your hand on your mom or the person next to you. Bow your head and just pray for your children. Father, in Jesus' name, we want to lift up all of our children, oh God, especially uh, even those that are, we hold dear to our heart. Because there are children out there that don't have a mother or father, but we embrace them as our own. And I pray, Holy Spirit, to keep your hands upon them. Do not let them go. Do not allow them to go into that world that is so anti-God, Lord, that we don't want our children to be led astray or, or brought to a slaughter by the enemy. I pray, Holy Spirit, Keep them before you. Keep them in your hand. And Lord, I pray that they will be saved 
They will be sanctified, and they will be set apart for the honor and the glory of God. In Jesus' name, we all say, so it shall be. Amen. Amen. I'm going to go amen. It's going to, I'm going to start with the letter A. And that letter A stands for A. Okay? A. And then we're going to go to M. The M is moms. A moms. And then the E is every. And the N is going to be nightmare. A mom's every nightmare is when our kids aren't saved. Before we were saved, or before we weren't saved as moms, we probably didn't even think about it. We didn't probably even thought about what they were doing out there for the devil, living out there, doing this and doing that, getting high. We probably didn't think it was nothing wrong with it. But now that we're saved, the Bible says that our eyes are open to the truth. That the blinds that were once blinding us to truth have been removed. The scales, the Bible says. So now that we see truth, we say, oh my God, Lord, what did, we, what did I do? I used to be, let my kids do this, I let my kids do that. And Lord, now that I'm saved, I got to turn this around. And it's easy when your kids are small to turn it around. But when they're older and you're trying to tell them, uh-uh, it's not good to smoke, it's not good to get high. And then sometimes they're turning to say, well, mom used to get high with me, you know? What's wrong with it now? Right? But you still turn it around. You still got to give them the word of God. Because I know I wouldn't want any of my kids to perish out there to perish out there in sin. I wanted to read this letter. Actually, it's a poem. And it's from my son, Al. He, he wrote it to me from jail. And this boy, oh my God, this kid, I think God used this boy to really get me deep into prayer. Oh, gosh, I could even show you. I got some, like, hard, like, what do you call those? Calluses on my knee. I mean, they're discolored. I had to scrub it the other day. I was like, oh, Lord. And uh, I was like, this, yes, Lord, this boy. And, and anyway, he goes like this, Mom, it brings me joy to reminisce growing up the way you cared for me, whether sick or just and I could never figure out this word. Sick or just a whatever. No matter what, you were there for me. Right, wrong, or indifferent. You've always seen, you've always been by my side. And he puts down here a little, those little things. Unconditional love. Unconditional love. Even while tanning my hide. Mm, boy, I, I would tie tan his hide. Mom, I must apologize. I wasn't the best child. I must have thought I was crazy, running rampant and wild. But now that I'm growing, there's something I'm learning. A mother's love, although given, is something worth earning. Love your son. Here's his little letter. I'm going to save that for him when he comes home. 
unconditional love. And to me, it's like, we moms, we got to continually fight for your children. Whether it's in prayer, whether it's, it's like every time he calls me, I talked about, to him about the Lord. You've got to turn to God. I can't do nothing for you. You've got to reach out to him. It's always about God. How many had moms that were like that? Praying moms, right? They prayed, and, and sometimes they even fight for you. They would have to fight for you in the spirit, but even going out there looking for you. I, I, I was one of those. Man, I went out there. I went out in the bad places, like... I went out in a bad place that I don't know where, how my husband saw, found me in those, those apartments, but I somehow, it's like God was with me. I said, God, because this is one of those gated places that you can't get in, but I knew my son was in there. I said, Lord, I was part like Margaret. Lord, show me a sign. Lord, open those doors. I mean, I was like that. And all of a sudden, this person came out and opened the door, and I went right in. Didn't, no one asked me questions. Late at night, 11.30 at night, I went up there, banging on doors. People opened the door like, oh, is, is Al here? Is Al here? No. Is Al? God, where is that boy? And I said, okay, God, you're going to have to lead me to where he's at. It's like I depended on God for everything. And sure enough, I went to a, a door, and I... And I Okay, I did. I put my ears to the door to listen in there. <laughs> I was listening like, do I hear him in there? And yes, it was. I just knocked on that door. Some guy opened it, and, and a girl. Well, they're all girls and guys in there. And I said, is Al here? Who? I said, don't play stupid with me. <laughs> I was like, I was so mad. I was like, don't play stupid with me. Where is he at? And they were like, okay. <laughs> and that was when I heard a voice yelling at me, Deborah. Get down from there right now. You don't know. It was my husband. Get over here. What are you doing out there? And oh man, I was so mad. And um, but I think my son hid because they were all playing dumb with me. And I said, Oh Lord. I said, You just wait. I'm gonna get you later. And so anyway, I left. And uh, but you know, us moms, we would do what it takes to to reach out and take care of our kids. And I know I did. But we will fight. But we got to keep fighting. Do I hear an amen? Yay. And what are you saying? So be it. Amen. Okay. Amen. Another amen that I had is a, a mom's enduring nurturer. Amen. Nurture means to feed and protect, to care for and encourage the growth and the development of your children, more so in the Lord. It is our responsibility to raise up our children in the Lord. You need to take that. See, when you became a mom, God's given you an authority over your children. When you became a mom, you're the boss, not over your husband, not treat him like he's one of your children, because us moms are, are, are in inner, what do you call that? Where you, whatever, that we do, we like to nurture, right? We do nurture, but we do that to our husbands. And I remember I would say, oh, oh, sweetheart, I call him sweetheart, okay? Sweetheart, um, look at this, or you should do this, and he'll look at me with those, he don't have glasses no more, but he'll look at me like, 
and he'll think for a little bit, you're not my mom. And I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't know what to say, right? That was in the early days. So now when I say, oh, you should do this, you're not my mom. And I would go, oh, I know I'm not. But if she, I bet you, in my mind, I'm thinking, but if she was here, she would tell me to tell you that, <laughs> no, <laughs> right? His, his mom was so cute. She's the only one that I knew that could, you really, huh? And when he got, you know, when she got to that level of being mad, I never seen my husband walk out quicker than, <laughs> you know, like he was gone, right? But anyway, um, but this is in us to nurture and develop our children in the Lord, right? And never neglect such an awesome, awesome responsibility that God has given you to nurture and develop your children. And I know maybe some of us here, like I said before, is that we taught our kids before we were saved to lie, to steal, do all these bad things and never thought nothing of it. But now that you're saved, moms, Teach them the word of God, because it shall not come back void. And that's one of the things, one of the promises of God, that even though some of my kids are, are out there in the world, not serving God like they used to, I hold on to his word. I say, God, you said this. God, you said that. You said all my descendants. See, I get scripture, and I pray this over my children, especially when things look horrible. There are moments when situations in my children's life look so bad that I was like, Lord, I mean, I even hurt for them. When they hurt, I hurt. And then when I look at their father, it's like, it's like no big thing, right? Because I was like, not to say it wasn't, because I know fathers may handle things differently, but for me, it was like, oh my God, does, does he even feel the way I do? Does he? And I was like, like in my heart and heart, and then I, was, and then I started talking to God. I said, does he even care? And sure enough, he'll come in and says, man, you know, my husband go, gosh, I don't know. I, I just feel a, a heavy, how you say you feel a heaviness. And I, like, you know, like he hurts. And sometimes we want our, our, the fathers to hurt like we do. But like pastor said, what? Men are men. And woman, <laughs> yeah, there you go. You guys are learning, again. but uh, sometimes we got to be careful about treating our husbands as uh, like they're their mothers. Remember, they had a mother that had already did all the nurturing for them. Amen. And one of the things that uh, that uh, speaking about the Father's Day luau, uh, you know, I believe that that God would, would bring a message for the sons, for the fathers. Because if you look at society, that's what the children are missing, is, is their father. But see, the mom, we're, we're like, we're, we're there. We hang in there with our kids. And the good, like my son said, in the, when he was bad and whatever he was going through, I was still there. The unconditional love of a mother. And so I don't want to talk about father because that's what your Father's Day message. And we're also having Hawaiian luau 
just for you guys that all know, it's going to be Hawaiian theme, and we're going to have those uh, dancers, not the not the girls dancer. Okay, come on, you guys are like really? <laughs> no, the ones that that with the sticks. What are those men that do the sticks? Oh, you're Hawaiian. What is it? The ones that who? The fire dancer. We're going to have fire dancers, and. Uh, Please, I'm just going to throw this out there. Please, no grass skirts and coconuts. <laughs> and I'm talking to the men. Nah. <laughs> ah, that's cool, huh? That's what pastor used to say that. <laughs> Please, no grass skirts and coconuts. And the last amen that I have here is a mom's, a mom enjoys E or expects E or embraces E newness, the new birth, the new creation in Christ Jesus, and the new life that's going to come to our children that are out there. Everybody say amen for that one. Oh, man, that, I felt that one. There's power in that amen. And I, I'm looking forward to the day that all my kids will be saved once again. I look forward to the day that all my kids are going to live that life for Jesus. I live and can't wait for that day when they're all involved in ministry. Say an amen. Amen. It, I, I felt it hit the throne of God. I felt it. Did you feel it? It hit the throne of God. And I can't wait when Anthony gets married and have his little grandbabies. Amen. Yeah. I, I'm working on Alicia. I, in fact, I told her yesterday, I said, Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> and she went, Mom. I said, well, I'm just speaking it into existence, okay? <laughs> oh, my goodness. But uh, it, it, to me, it's like, I can't wait till that day happens. And I'm going to have the Victory Band. Is that what you guys called, or what is it? Yeah, come back up here. They're going to sing that song again, the Amen. And when they sing it, listen to the words. It talks about Jesus' birth all the way to what he, he did for us. But before they, uh, they could come up here, but I want to tell you a story about this young man. This young man had put his... Uh, Mom, she's very elderly. You know, when they get to that age, uh, it's hard to take care of them. But really, they can. But he put his elderly mom in a senior home. And throughout the years, he never went to visit her except on Mother's Day. He only went to visit her on Mother's Day. And his visits were always short and hurried. Very short and hurried, like, hi, Mom, happy Mother's Day, and gone. And this mom, when she saw him leave, her heart was like, if only he would spend more time with me. If only he would just hold my hand. If only he would just recall those times when he was a little boy and what I did for him, and the little good memories and, and, and that they had. And her heart was like that. But one day, the son, he got a call 
from the senior home that his mother wasn't doing very well. She got ill. And I really believe it's because sometimes their heart, when it hurts so bad, has anybody ever had their heart hurt so bad? It's like you just want to fall down and just collapse, like it hurts. And so I really believe her, her heart hurt so bad that she just wanted to die. She just wanted to die. But she wanted to see her son before she left. So he finally came down to visit her. And he just wanted to make sure that everything was put in order, everything was going to be taken care of. And, and the mom, in her frail condition, she asked her son to do one thing for her after she dies. And he goes, what, mom? What do you want? And he goes, son, buy this place an air conditioner and a new refrigerator. Right? He, that's all she asked. And he goes, what? I mean, what would you, what would you say? So, say? This is what I want, an air conditioner and a refrigerator. And you're, this person's dying. You're like, what? And so he goes, mom, why would I want to buy these things? Why? Son, she goes like this, when you put me in this home, that's how I had to live. When it was hot, I had to endure the heat. I had no air conditioner in my room. When this refrigerator went out, I couldn't keep milk or anything in there. Milk that she loved, eggs, nothing. So she had to eat out of cans and drink bottled water. And then the son looks at her, Mom, why didn't you tell me? I would have, and then he stopped. He goes, would have, would he have? Would he have taken that time or spent that money? And he stopped, the son stopped himself, realizing that maybe he was too busy. Son, the mom gently says, with so much love in her eyes, I'm only asking now, because one day, your children will put you in a home. And I want to make sure you have an air conditioner and a good working refrigerator because I know you wouldn't be able to endure it that long. This mom thought of her son even to the end of her life, right? Isn't that us moms? No matter what, we'll think about our children. So incredible is the love of a mom. Despite everything she knew, her beloved son was going to reap. He's going to reap what he had sown in her, for her, for her last days. And she didn't want that. We never want nothing bad for our children. No matter how bad they may have mistreated us or hurt us, at one point say, I don't love you, I hate you, right? Some your kids have said that to you before. No matter what, our moms, like my son said, the unconditional love that would fight for them. But we fight for our children to make it to heaven. That's all I want, that my kids will make it to heaven and they can stand before the throne of God and they can stand before him and worship him, to worship the living God. That's all I want for my children. In Ephesians 3, I'm going to close with this. 
as they get ready to sing this song. Now to him who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask. All we can ask, moms. All we can ask for our children. And all that we can imagine for them. I pray, mom, that you are a mom that you ask that they could be with the king of kings and his power. That you will imagine greatness for your kids. Don't settle for the less for your kids. You speak and develop within them that they can fulfill their dreams in life, that they can do all that God has called them to do. But this is up to you moms. We're the nurturers. We're the ones that speaks faith into their life. We're the ones that speak the word of God into their life. Like Al, I tell Al always about the word of God. Because I know anything that I say is just mere words. But I know when I speak the word of God into his spirit, it's doing something to him. Because the word of God is living and it is active. So when you speak the word of God, moms, to your children, it's doing something to them. And to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations, to all my children, to all my grandkids, to all my grandkids' children, and to their children, and to their children, and to their children, to all my descendants. That's what I stand on. That's why I could say amen with firmness and surety.
on the cross now mm. He's bearing all our sins Yeah. 